Good afternoon, good evening, whatever to whoever. Uh, it is the episode number three, and as of that, as of yet, nobody has listened to a single episode, but that's okay. You know, I'm not doing it for y'all, I'm doing it for me. I'm going to get the ideas out of my head. So, if you listen to the first two for whatever reason, and you're back for round number three, uh, appreciate that. Um, again, I'm not going to question your motivation as to why. You get something out of it, more power to you. If nothing else, and uh, you can uh, shake your fist in anger at the universe itself, and I'll do the same. And in a show of solidarity for how much the universe is bullshit, we can uh, we can talk about it together. Anyway, so the purpose of this one, the first one was obviously kind of my pedigree and loss. The second one was was more of uh, how I deal with all that loss. And this episode is going to be along that same vein it's going to be very similar to that it's going to be more dealing with the with it and kind of how is it how it affects my everyday i'm just going to explore that a little bit more and the reason i'm going into a little bit more uh is because it's it is very much an everyday thing like every day it's obviously you you lose somebody or lose several somebody's like in my case they, the memory of them is never far away. I mean, that's something that's just constantly, the way I describe it is, it's like you go into a social setting and there's like, there's always somebody that's sitting there not talking and they're just, they're present and not being rude or nothing. Just nobody knows what to say to them, but they're there. And that's the way I describe it. I've got like, I've got that all the time. Like any, if, even if I'm by myself, it's just like, there's a presence of somebody that needs to be acknowledged, but you don't know how to acknowledge them. You know, you know what to say. They're just there. So, and it's just every, that's, that's kind of how it is with me. It's just a, just a constant gnawing. They're just there. I mean, they're never going to go anywhere. They're never going to, it's just, uh, just perpetual. That's kind of one of the ways it manifests itself in my everyday. The other way it manifests itself is I'm very, because I'm able to, because I've experienced their full range of human emotions. Um, and plus, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I was born this way or if I was conditioned. That was, that's the biggest thing I always, I would always want to want, want to know. Is it like, was I conditioned to be worst case scenario? Everybody's going to leave or because of, because I experienced such dramatic loss early on and consistently, or is I just, is it just like naturally, and then my neuroses is fed by a constant leaving. And by that I mean, if you tell me you're going to meet me somewhere at 8 o'clock, at 8.01, I've killed you 14 different ways. I mean, I don't I don't sit there and say, oh, they're running late, or their clock's... I don't... None of that. My first thought is they're dead. They're gone. They're out. And I'm able to... It, it's completely involuntary. Don't get me wrong. It's just I run through every scenario in which you're... I'm going to react to your death, what I'm going to do with your stuff, if I was close to you, I'm going to tell everybody, like if it's one of my my uh, kinfolk, a close kinfolk, I'm thinking, what am I going to say to this person, that person, How am I going to, what am I going to tell work, somebody within my household, I'm thinking, I mean, it, I'm going through all the scenarios, and I go through that constantly, and it, it's it's like any muscle, I mean, you, you use it enough time to get stronger, so of course... As time goes on and I care about more people, care about the people I do have more deeply, then of course the, the muscle using that muscle of even though it started out as involuntary, it's just it's just there. And it's 
definitely what they would call an intrusive thought. And the thing about it is, I don't really know any any way to stop it from happening. I mean, it's because you really you can't. I mean, you can't just deny that there are just an infinite number of ways somebody could disappear. I mean, it happens all the time. You get car accidents and uh, regular accidents. I mean, you watch that show A Thousand Ways to Die. I mean, read books about serial killers and how they pick their people. It's just random. I mean, just any number. You get a, a cut on your arm and it ends up flesh-eating bacteria. And, I mean, anything. Anything could happen to anybody at any time. And since I don't have religion to, to fall back on, it's kind of scary. But then I actually take comfort in that. And I guess that's what—that's how my mind is kind of dealt with, is I take comfort in the chaos. Because I my neuroses is justified because I do read some serial killer books. And it's just as crazy as that is. Even as a teenager, I was into that because it's like kind of comforting. Because it's like, oh, they they pick their people at random. Well, that's comforting. It's to to know that it is chaotic and there's... You're complete chaos out there, and if somebody, no matter what precautions you take or what, and just anything could happen at any time. Well, you watch those videos like that. Uh, that uh, I think uh, it's just the car crash videos. I mean, you just anything. The videos like crazy shit happening where a guy's just walking down the street and a car comes up and flips over at in an intersection and just I mean anything, any of that stuff could happen. You just you can't plan for it. You just never know. And that is kind of comforting to know that. That's, I mean, that's that's the the chaos I lean on, the blanket I wrap myself in to know that my neuroses is justified. And I mean, who doesn't? Well, that's not what we're all looking for. You you just you want your neuroses to be justified, to be validated, and that's how I validate mine. Since I I really there's not a whole lot of people I can talk to about that kind of thing. Um, so I just I just that's what I do. I uh, I validate my neuroses with that. I. Uh, give homage to the chaos that, that could happen. Even as I sit here in this car in my garage, I mean, how do I know that the like a final destination type thing doesn't happen where the there's a faulty ignition switch catches a car on fire and the lock breaks? I can't get out and end up. So I mean, any of that stuff. It's it happen. You never know. I get out of the car. I trip. I impale myself on one of the tools. I mean, there's no telling. A tornado, earthquake. I've survived an earthquake. When I was in Alaska, that was not pleasant. But, but I mean, that's, you know, almost got killed by a paint can falling from 15, 20 feet up high. Just that, that easy, that quick. And it's interesting to watch, like, war movies and war documentaries. And it's like, it's just so... So random, the guy next to you dies and you don't, and or you get blown to shit and got metal pieces, fragments all over you and you survive and then the guy gets one little piece of metal in the back of his head and he's done. It's so random. But that, for whatever reason, uh, you know, makes me feel better. I don't think, it's not that I think about it all the time, don't get me wrong, it's just that that's just kind of how I deal with it. I, I understand that, and that's also why I keep the circle small because I understand that anything could happen at any time. And I don't want to, it's not that I don't want to get close to anybody. It's just, I, I'm just keenly aware. And I know how I would feel because I, I've been there. 
And that's why, I, again, I'm not promoting the book. I'm never going to mention it, but that's where the, my, the, my book and the stories that come from is from that. Cause I'm able to project myself into that. So I base stories off of that. And that's the creative outlet. I came up with that just to, to deal with all that nonsense. I've been, uh, watching a TV show from back in the nineties. It was called Highlander, the series. And if you're not familiar with it, if you're not familiar with the movie Highlander, it's, a uh, what was his name? Christopher Lambert was, uh, plays a guy who's an immortal. He, uh, <laughs> he starts off, he's in the Scottish Highlands and whatever, 13, 14s, hundreds, whatever. Anyway, so he dies, he gets killed in battle. And then, uh, then uh, he comes back to life and turns out he's immortal because shortly after that he's met, he's in, interacted with Sean Connery. And Sean Connery comes up and is like, you're an immortal, my cloud. You cannot die. So he's all, he goes to train soon for that. Very much like a vampire story. You know, like vampires always say, oh, you can't die unless X, Y, Z happens. So it's a similar, similar premise that they're immortal. They can't die unless X, Y, Z happens. And so that's, that's the movie. And there are subsequent movies, uh, about, about that canon and all that. But, um, but the show is about that exact situation. Like he's the guy's 400 years old. He's just goes through life, having adventures and misadventures. And he runs across people, other immortals. Uh, Sean Connery's not in this one. He's, he's long gone, but uh, he runs across other immortals and they met each other like 100, 200 years ago. And then he run across each other again. And of course, because it's the early nineties, uh, Nobody, ain't nobody got the internet or Facebook or nothing. So it's, you can kind of hide in the shadows still, but anyway, so, and one of the themes that's, that goes through there is like, is loss. And I, it, it, I'm like in season two now out of six. And it's like, it finally hit me a couple of days ago. I was like, well, no shit. I like this show because that's what they kind of deal with. Like you're, you're that old. You're with 400 or plus years old. So everyone you love is dead. And if you're friends with other immortals, they're going to get killed because of the the hierarchy that they have. So I'm not going to get into the canon of it, but that's, but I mean, it's, it's constant loss. It's like, if you're that old, best case scenario, you live with somebody for maybe 80, 90 years and they're gone or they, uh, or they get killed. Like everyone around you dies, but you can't. So you're still, you're losing everything all the time. And it's just a constant thing. You will never, you don't willingly give up your, your life, but you, you can't die unless a certain set of circumstances happen. And that's very rare. So you just keep going. And so this guy's struggle, part of what he struggles with is he's so old and he's gone through so many people and so many women, so many friends. He just lost every single one of them. And it's, it's so it kind of resonates with me and it's really, it's, it's well-written. I like it. It's not, it's not formulaic like, uh, like he has a problem, he solves the problem and that's the end of it. Cause there's times where he doesn't solve the problem and it just kind of continues. And then there's, it's, it's, it's nuanced. I like it. I don't give a shit if anybody else likes it. I like it. Wait, but that's one of the themes that it touch on is like, he's, he was telling uh, one of the other characters, like you just, you, you don't get used to it. It doesn't get easier. You just take it one day at a time. And that's true. It doesn't get easier at all. It's a, uh, if I could draw, then I could, feel like I could express, I mean, cause right now the only way I have to express myself is through a one through interpretive dance and t- to my wife. And then two is through writing. And I wish I could draw, that would be outstanding. But, uh, 
because I got all these ideas for drawings, but since I don't know how to draw, I can't really articulate it in that particular fashion. But one of the ideas is is like um, it's like it's from behind uh, a picture of me, my family. We're all holding hands. We're all walking towards the sunset, whatever. And I'm looking over my shoulder, and then in the behind me, I see like all the headstones of everybody. Not just the people that are actually dead, but like friendships lost, stuff like that. So it's uh, you know, I'm the only one looking back. Everybody else is is facing forward. But uh, yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, that's one of the ideas I have, but I really like that show just because it's, because of that, because it's, it's, because it articulates kind of the loss, you know, and it's, and it'd be the same thing if you were immortal, you couldn't die. I mean, yeah, you get to live forever, but who are you going to share it with unless you find somebody else like that? And it's the same, I guess it's the same with the vampires and all that nonsense. Like, yeah, they live, they might live forever, but at what cost? I mean, what do you really get? Like you get it, but nobody else does. It's like. Like even now, I read a I read uh, that uh, this guy named Ron Kovic. He was a Vietnam War vet. He they made a war movie. They made a movie about him, about his life called Born on the Fourth of July, starring Tom Cruise. I think it came out in '89. But I read his book today, and uh, cover to cover, and it was just like uh, it it sucked because my dad would have loved it. I what I used to do was get get a Vietnam War book and give it straight to my dad and I, he would have loved this book. He never would have thought I picked it up. He just wasn't that type. He never, never thought about it. He would have loved it. But he can't and it sucks and it I you know and it's that's the comment that is like I need him to I need his advice, I need his opinion on stuff. I, but I can't have him and it sucks and the more it, it just, even as I look at his picture now, as I'm talking in here, picture of me and him, it, uh, it just sucks. And like, I wasn't part of my son being born. I wasn't necessarily scared of dying. I was like, I wasn't, uh, but I was now I'm scared of dying before he gets to know me, before I get to tell him things, before I get to experience, he gets to experience having a father because I want to give him what he what uh, what I didn't have, you know, I want to be the type of father that more active and plays and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, God, it just it physically hurts. It's just like it's deep in my chest to not have these people. I like I need these people around, at least my dad, at the very least. But I and he's just not there. I took a walk around my old neighborhood a couple of days ago, where I grew up at, and. I took a walk because I'd driven there before. I looked it up on Google Maps. It's not the same. I actually walked. And it just... God, it was just... It was just physically... Just, I felt it deep in my chest. Like I... You know, it was... Oh my God, it was, it was just tough to describe unless you've been there. You've been in that situation. It just I physically felt it. Felt the loss. Felt the pain. But it didn't matter. It didn't change anything. That's the, that's the, even worse. And none, it had no bearing on anything. It, it just, you know, it's, it sucks. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you got to move on. You can't carry the past with you forever.
That sucks. But anyway, I know these are getting progressively shorter. That's if you haven't noticed, I run out of kind of run out of ideas. So uh to my unspoken unknown audience, or if I mean I mean never get an audience, truth be told. I'm not really promoting this thing. I don't really that's something I want anybody to really know about. I want it to kind of find its own way organically. But um anyway. Anyway, so I would guess as I'm wrapping this up, I would recommend just knock it all out in one fell swoop, string it together an hour and a half of me talking. So if you can handle that long in my voice. Um and that, that's all I got, peeps. Thank you for listening.